Welcome to the Sally in the Zen podcast. I'm your host, Sally. I'm a Zen Buddhist caregiver taking care of my two elderly folks in pursuit to find Zen moments in everyday living. If you're returning, welcome back. Glad to have you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome and thank you very much for joining us. Happy 2020 to everybody and hope your holiday was good. Christmas and Thanksgiving and New Year's. Today's podcast is talking about the dimensions of wellness. So before we begin, I want to put a disclaimer out there that everything on my podcast is my personal opinion and no others. I'm not sponsored by anybody. I'm not paid by anyone to say all these things. These are all my personal opinions um, based on personal experiences as a caregiver and daughter for elderly folks. Today's podcast is talking at a high level on the dimensions of health and well-being, or aka wellness. And if you're interested in hearing more about this, then let's get started. In late 2019, what gave me the idea, what sparked the idea to even look into wellness, what it meant, um, what was defined in terms of wellness, that simple idea came to me as a result of multiple interactions with our elderly friends around the neighborhood. For example, off the top of my head, uh, our neighbors, a really nice couple in their 90s, moved themselves into assisted living because they recognized that they could no longer be independent as they've always been. You got to respect that. And then I'm thinking of another lady, another elderly neighbor, a nice, nice lady, who had what she termed a mini stroke about a week before Christmas. And she was lucky that she recovered from it because a week after she had it, she was at the neighborhood Christmas party. And not surprisingly, the, the general consensus of everybody in that room was you shouldn't even be there. Now she lives alone, continues to live alone. She does have occasional, um, care someone coming over to her house to, to help her out. But she, for all intents and purposes, is determined to stay independent and alone in her house. And then lastly, of course, front and center is always going to be my own father. And I know how he thinks in terms of health and wellness and how he takes care of himself, how he views life at this late stage in this winter of his life. And there's lots of life lessons to learn just from observing him other than, you know, taking care of him as I do on a daily basis. The difference in mindset in terms of how older people considers well health and wellness is interesting which prompted the idea to just dig a little deeper into that aspect so when i was researching health and wellness or specifically health and well-being i actually learned a lot during my research on google Google's amazing, absolutely amazing. Anyways, it turns out that there are many dimensions of wellness. And 
what we're going to talk about today are specifically health and well-being. All of the articles that I'm going to refer to in today's episode, I'll attach to the show notes for your reference. But the first one that I came across that was actually pretty interesting is from the National Wellness Institute, and they have an article called The Six Dimensions of Wellness. So I'm reading their article right now. The National Wellness Institute promotes six dimensions of wellness, emotional, occupational, physical, social, intellectual, and spiritual. Addressing all six dimensions of wellness in our lives Build a holistic sense of wellness and fulfillment. The second article that I came across is actually covering nine dimensions of wellness. And this is an article written by Jennifer Lawson on February 8th of 2017, uh, entitled Nine Dimensions of Health and Wellness. So what she says is wellness is much more than physical health, exercise, or nutrition. It is the full integration of states of physical, mental, and spiritual well-being. Wellness indicates social, emotional, spiritual, environmental, occupational, financial, intellectual, physical, and sexual wellness. Each of these nine dimensions act and interact in a way that contributes to our own quality of health. So those are two definitions on the dimensions for wellness. Now, drilling down on two areas that I wanted to focus on, health and well-being or wellness. Health, according to the Medical News Today, an article entitled What is Good Health, written by Adam Fellman on July 31st, 2017, uh, he lists fast facts on health. So I'm reading his article, this portion on his article. Here are some key points about health. More detail is in the main article. So first bullet, health can be defined as physical, mental, and social well-being and as a resource for living a full life. Second bullet, it refers not only to the absence of disease, but the ability to recover and bounce back from illness and other problems. Third bullet, factors for good health include genetics, the environment, relationships, and education. And here's the last bullet, a healthful diet, exercise, screening for diseases, and coping strategies can all enhance a person's health. Now, Here's the following definition for wellness. And this is from an article written by Debbie Stowin on September in 2015 titled Health and Wellness. Let me disclaimer something about her article here. It's talking about specifically the population of veterinarians, people who take care of animals, but disregard that, okay? Because the rest of her article is talking about the overall health and well-being of that particular occupation, but it's still applicable regardless of what occupation as far as I'm concerned, okay? So health and wellness are terms that are often interchanged, but their origins and meanings are different. As established by the World Health Organization, WHO, in the 1940s, health is referred to as a state of complete physical, physical, 
mental and social well-being and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Although this definition has been criticized for being overly inclusive and unattainable, especially as it relates to the word complete, very importantly, it broadens the medical definition of health beyond the simple absence of disease. According to the WHO, the primary determinants of health include the social, economic, and physical environments and the person's individual characteristics and behaviors. The maintenance and improvement of health accordingly depends not only on external or environmental factors, including the systems of care, but also on the efforts and intelligent lifestyle choices of the person. In fact, it depends on wellness. Okay, continuing on. Although variously defined, depending on context, according to the National Wellness Institute, wellness is considered an active process through which people become aware of and make choices toward a more successful existence. This definition is based on three tenets. Tenet number one, wellness is considered a conscious, self-directed, and evolving process of achieving full potential. Tenet number two, wellness is multidimensional and holistic, encompassing lifestyle, mental, and spiritual well-being, and the environment. And then the last tenet, wellness is positive and affirming. In understanding the difference between health and wellness, in short, health is a state of being, whereas wellness is a state of living a healthy lifestyle. Health refers to physical, mental, social well-being, Wellness aims to enhance well-being. You know, here's a side note. That's actually initially what I was thinking of when I wanted to talk about health and well-being. Continuing on in, in her article, life in practice is undoubtedly fraught with stresses and so much so that we can and should question whether they are threatening the health and wellness of veterinarians. Can stress affect health? Absolutely. It can affect physical, mental, and social well-being. Can stress affect wellness? Yes, but only to a point in that it can affect one's perspective or dampen one's energy, negatively influencing one's commitment to self-care and the aim to achieve one's fullest potential. The difference is that wellness is always a matter of choice. Next paragraph. Every day presents choices as to the extent to which you do what's best to sustain your physical, mental, emotional, and social well-being and preserve the balance among these aspects of your health. Optimal health comes from wellness, from making decisions and practicing behaviors that are based on sound health knowledge and healthful attitudes. We can't eliminate the stresses of practice, but we can make the effort and intelligent lifestyle choices to prevent these stressors from wearing us down. So that's the end of the article. So my personal perspective on health and wellness is dad and I believe, because we're Chinese, that the body needs food straight up. You need food. You need nutrition for sound mind, sound body. We believe as Buddhists in the energy chi, C-H-I. It's your life force, essentially. And you need to 
nourish it with food, a variety of food. It doesn't have to be a lot. If it's overindulging, that's not right. If it's under eating, that's not right either. There's yin and yang. It's a balance. That it's a fine line with living and just being alive. Does that make any sense at all? While I was researching the dimensions of wellness, what I've read and discovered provided proof to a, a personal opinion that developed over time from taking care of mom and dad, and that life lesson is: no matter what. As we get older, we need to have a purpose. We need to have a sense of direction. When we're elderly, when we're older, when we were tired, no longer working, when we're in our sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, regardless, I absolutely believe that we need to have a goal. We need to have purpose. A life purpose, a sense of purpose of something to look forward to, and I'm not talking about lofty, long-term goals. They can be simple because when you figure, if you're 80 years old or 90 years old, what kind of long-term goal are you striving for, Jeepers? That's a life lesson I learned just by observing how my own folks are and our family friends. That just having a little goal in your life gets you to focus, basically looking forward to something. Now, it doesn't have to be a lofty or long-term goal. It can be as simple as, I want to walk around the block in the sun five days a week. Right now, I'm only doing one day, but that's a goal. Or I want to walk faster in my walker than stand down the ways. Or I want to plant that rose bush and grow it in the community garden. I'm gonna take care of it, and I'm gonna see it bloom in the spring. It can be as simple. It can be as long term. It can be as intermediate, but it's a goal. I absolutely believe every person, regardless of age, should have a goal, something to look forward to, because without purpose, we become lost. Without purpose, well-being is hard to attain. That's just my personal opinion. Now. That's wrapping up today's episode on our first part of the health series. In the next episode, we'll conclude with the health dimension of the wellness series, where we'll talk specifically about immunization, something more tangible. Now, you might need to brace yourself if you don't like needles. We're going to be talking not specifically about them, but yeah, about immunization, and that is pretty critical. So, if you enjoyed today's podcast, let me know. If you want to drop a message to me, go over to my blog, sallyinthezen.com. In the contacts page, just go ahead and drop me a line if you're interested. If there are other ideas that you would like to talk about in future episodes, also that's an easy way to go ahead and contact me, or you can Instagram me or subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Thank you so much for joining me in today's podcast and for joining me in my pursuits to find Zen moments in everyday living. Thank you and have a great day.